that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This morning, we're going to look at the doors or the door of entrance. These guys are bringing me a prop out. We're going to pray and ask God to touch us this morning. The door of entrance. Not only is there a door of energy, but a door of entrance. Our Father, in Jesus' name this morning, our hearts are made glad when we hear the weeping. We're made glad when we hear the singing. We're made glad when we hear the hearts cry of God's people this morning. I pray that when this service is over, that nobody will be able to neglect the door of entrance. I'm glad you said, and I'm glad I heard you say, I am the door. Thank God this morning I'm not talking about a substitute that would become an imposter. You were my substitute on Calvary, but there is no substitute for you. And I want to thank you this morning. At the doorway of entrance, we find Jesus. And I pray the power of God be upon us, the grace of God be in us, and the power of God work through us. And we'll certainly thank you and praise you for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated. A building, keep your Bible handy now, a building without a door becomes a sealed tomb. I said a building without a door becomes a sealed tomb. A divine plan without an entryway becomes a senseless plan. The plan that God gave us is the plan of the gospel. And there is in the plan of the gospel an entrance into it. And I'm glad, thank God, the door is the Lord. Jesus said, I am the door. And I'm glad to know this morning that He is the door of entrance. There aren't many... There aren't some. There aren't different ones. There's only one Savior, and His name is not Mohammed. His name is not uh, Hare Krishna. His name is not Buddha. His name is not Far Eastern or Near Western. His name is Jesus. Capital J, about that high. E-S-U-S. I'm glad to know that He is the one and the only way to enter into fellowship with God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm beginning to feel a little bit of it already. I'm glad to know that door does not just exist but that door has been experienced. I do not just know that it's here. I'm glad I've walked through it. I need somebody who's walked through it to holler amen with me. We may not be good at what we do, but we are in who's helping us do it. We may not be perfect at what we do, 
We may not be recognizable by those in religion for what we do, but I am glad this morning that does not negate the fact that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, hath cleansed us from all sin. If you know anything about tabernacle worship, you know that when they set the tabernacle up in the wilderness, it was a traveling, mobile church unit. And they would take it wherever they was. They'd spread the curtain walls around it. They'd put all the furnishings within it. And there's only one thing it had that must be conformed to. And that was it only had one door going in and one door coming out. That was a symbol in the Old Testament of the act of Christ on Calvary in the New that there's only one way into God, and to them that way was in the door, and to us that way is the door, the Lord Jesus Christ. I know this, in Genesis chapter 7 and verse number 16, speaking of the ark, the Bible says, and they all went in, uh, male and female of all flesh, as God hath commanded them, and the Lord shut him in. There was one thing about salvation in the ark. It did not have many doors. It did not have multiple entryways. It had one door. And that door was opened by God. And that door was closed by God. And I'd like to tell you this morning, it was a type. It was a picture. It was a sermon, if you please about the salvation of God to our heart. If you will allow me to do so this morning, I'm going to do the best I can at trying to take these doors and illustrate to you what Jesus is to us in these doors. Number one, when one enters these doors or this door, there is, write this down somewhere, a separation. Listen closely. If I walk from where I am here into where I am now and the door is closed, I am now living, existing on the other side. Note one thing with me. Nobody can be on both sides at the same time. You are on one side or the other. And you know, I'm going to say it again, and you know which side you're on. Nobody over here is questioning, saying, I wonder if I'm over there. If he is, he needs to be taken to Cleckley or somewhere and institutionalized because he's not playing with a full deck. The joker's missing. I promise you, he knows there is a separation in this situation, and the door separates us from where we used to be. The door separates us from what we used to be. The door now makes us a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all... All things have become new. I'm no longer where I used to be. 
I'm no longer positioned where I used to be. I'm no longer what I used to be. I'm no longer where I used to be. Praise God. What I'm trying to tell you is everything's changed since I walked through the door. Somebody give Him praise and glory. I don't sing the same stuff. I don't say the same things. I don't need a discotheque to survive. I don't have to drink to get happy. I don't have to dope up to get over living a real life. I can live for God. I can bless His holy name. I can pray toward heaven. I can seek the Holy Spirit's power. And I can be filled with God's anointed presence and walk through this life with no satisfaction of separation from where I was to where I am. Let me give you another verse. Look at this one. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye, here it is, separate. Say it with me. Separate. Say it out loud. Separate. Saith the Lord. Not saith Simon. Not saith Bartholomew, not saith uh, John, or not saith the preacher. It says, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Somebody here this morning needs to take a walk through the door. Not a door, not some door, but the door of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Thank God when you get saved... You get different. If some of y'all could have seen me before God saved me, you wouldn't want to call me your preacher. If you could have hung around me long with my nasty, filthy, vulgar mouth, my spirit that was sideways on God, don't wrinkle your forehead. Don't sit and say, I don't believe it. Don't sit and say, I just cannot grasp that kind of thinking. I, Brother Brown, you act like you've always known the Lord. No, I haven't always known the Lord. He has always known me, but I never have always known the Lord. But I can testify this morning, that good glad hour when he rode by my pitiful life and filled me with himself and let me walk through the door, I'm glad when I went through that door, praise God, I'm glad a new language got on me. I'm glad a new attitude got on me. I'm glad a new vocation got on me. I'm glad I stepped into a new world, got me a brand new spirit, got me a new home, got me a new crowd, and I'm happy in the Lord. Say amen. You say, I don't know if I've ever walked through that door or not. Do you know that I just walked through that one three times? Do you know that? Then you know whether or not you have walked through Him. It is as plain as walking through that door as it is when you walk through this one. Why? Because you're in a different area. You're in another place. Things have changed. And things are different. When Jesus comes into your life, a cleanliness, a holiness, a purity. 
I'm not talking about some goody two-shoes kind of religion. I'm not talking about something that's, that's unattainable and unachievable. I'm talking about what Jesus will do for everybody that comes to him. Brother Brown, my life needs help. I've been thinking about a therapist. I know one. Brother Brown, I've just sort of been thinking about getting me some professional help. Do you know a professional? Yes! <laughs> Say, where's his office? You in it. Where is he? He's here. <laughs> Can he help anybody? Oh, 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 yeah! Somebody said one time they thought God saved me just to prove anybody could be. I say amen to the truth. Over in England, they have a breed of rabbit. Listen to this. It runs wild in the cities and in the countrysides in England. They are fast as lightning. They're quick as they can be, and they're large. And they're hard to trap and hard to hunt. People found out how to catch the ermine, E-R-M-I-N-E. It means elusive. It means hard to tolerate, hard to catch. They found this out. All of them are light-colored, most of them white. They found out that there was one way you could catch them and one way only. Dogs couldn't, hunters couldn't. If you hunted one down, you were good, and you had some good hunting dogs. But they found out one thing about that rabbit. It did not want its coat dirty. It did not want its fur nasty. They found out where these rabbits or where the ermine's dens were. They went to the mouth of the den and they covered it with tar and pitch. They found out the rabbit would come just as fast as he could running from the dogs and he'd run to the hole and stop and squat and would not go in as long as as he knew he'd be nasty if he did it. He didn't want the tar on his hair. They say this. They say that many of them sit there and let you catch them because they will not dirty themselves trying to get away. I heard that and read that one time, and I thought, Dear God, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll help me think more of my cleanliness in God than my safety in life. Somebody give the Lord a praise right there this morning. Number two, when one enters number one, there's separation. Here this morning are children of God. If the rapture was to happen right now, this place would be basically empty. There wouldn't be enough people here left to pay the water bill. There wouldn't be enough people here to call it a congregation. We'd be gone. Lift your hands if you're saved. Lift the other one if you're glad of it. Everybody with two hands up is going up. Amen. 
going up, leaving out, checking out, baboos, boom, gone. You say, preacher, I couldn't raise my hand. Well, I'm here to tell you this service is tailor-made for you to get in on the gospel. God wants you saved. Number two, when one enters, there's security. There is security. <laughs> Boy, I like it. We have doors and we have locks on those doors. And those doors at night and those doors when predators are around and those doors when the night fall and those doors when there's difficulty and when there is a need for protection, I'm glad you can walk through that door and shut it and I'm glad to know that the lock on it keeps the person behind the door safe. There was a time when you didn't have to lock your doors, but how many of you believe those days are gone? Yeah, they're done. I am glad, though, I'm still protected. I'm not talking about brinks. I'm not talking about some alarm system. I'm talking about an angel sits on my house by day and night. And an angel sits on your house by day and night. And the one who walks through this door is now protected in security by that which would try to undermine and that which would try uh, to deal with that person in a fashion that would not Please, God, I want you to look at John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. I like that. <laughs> they shall never perish. I'm liking it better. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Glory to God. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I like what Ephesians 1 and 13 says. Is there any Christian in this building this morning getting a little bit of help right here? Listen at this. In whom you also, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of His glory. Thank God when I walk through this door, Thank God when I shut that door and that door is behind me, I am now protected from what lies in wait for me outside. And the Bible teaches me that I can boast and make my boast in the Lord that I am secure. Secured because I am sealed. Sealed. I'm going to let this battery represent the child of God. The child of God is rolling. The child, or, or the child that is to be the child of God, that God's creation is laid in the fields of life in his own stench and in his own garbage and in his own godless position. When that person gets saved, it's because the Holy Spirit picks him up and the Holy Spirit anoints him and the Holy Spirit convicts him and the Holy Spirit gets him to confess Christ and the Holy Spirit saves him. 
but he don't just leave him in his hand where he can roll out, but he puts him in the body of Christ. But he don't leave the top open because he knows how crazy we are. And he knows how topsy-turvy our life can be. So what does he do? He seals us. You can throw that jar down. You can kick that jar around. You can cuss that jar. You can holler at that jar. You can abuse that jar. You can, you can tussle and jostle that jar. You can bump that, bar, that jar. You can deal any way you want to with that jar. But I want to tell you, what's inside stays inside because what's inside is sealed. Inside, somebody let God know how glad you are that you're protected. There's one more. When one enters the door of entry, that person is separated. That little song says, The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. Separated from two. From what I was to what he can make me. Number two, there is not only separation, but security. We are in Christ. Sealed. How long? Until the day Jesus comes back to take redeemed ones to himself. And then, when one enters number three, there is another word, and that word is seclusion. When one enters this door, there is the door of seclusion. If one decides to allow this door to be shut and he be left outside, he is now secluded from what's on the other side. He cannot in any way, form, or fashion enter in. Listen, a door of separation separates you from danger. A door of security secures you from your downfalls. But a door of seclusion, listen to me, will cause you to miss out on the door of delight. Brother, Brother Travis, I want you to put everything down and just start walking real slowly toward this door right here. He comes to the door. He hears. The Holy Spirit goes to him and says, He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. You hear the preaching. You know the preaching. And he's walking slowly. He's walking slowly. And all of a sudden, he decides that he's going to take another opinion. He decides he's going to think about this thing. He decides, I'm going to find out just exactly what I really want to do. And the door stays open. 
and the ark is being built and the door stays open and the ark is being built. And all of a sudden, he makes a choice one day of, I'll keep coming to church, but I'm not going to walk through the door. I'll keep coming to Sunday school, but I really don't need a commitment. I'll just keep going here, Brother Brown preach, but really it doesn't make any difference. I'll, 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 I'll go and I'll look like a Christian. I'll talk like a Christian. I'll try to act like a Christian. But the truth of the matter is, one day that open door will become a shut door. What is he now? He's secluded. He can hang on to the frame. He can bow down to the legs. He can hold to the door little and the door post. But he's secluded from getting to the other side because he had an opinion instead of an obedience. In this auditorium this morning, thank you, Travis, there are people all over it who want to go to heaven. But you can't go to heaven by wanting to. You go to heaven by stepping through the door of entrance to the place that you have now been affected by who and what is on the other side. When the ark was finished, and I'm done, when the ark was finished, the Bible says God shut the door. Who had an opportunity to go in? Everybody. Everybody heard. Everybody had. How many went in? Eight, First Peter tells us, eight souls were saved by the water. Or in the ark, they were saved from the flood by the ark on the water. They were saved. Why weren't they saved? Because they were secure inside the ark. You say, preacher, you think people was hanging on the outside? I think the screams were ungodly. I think the hold on the outside was until they lost their grip. I think the waters and the storm were so horrendous that they finally just drowned with a death lock on the ark. But only eight souls were saved. I hope and pray this morning that if you're in this place and Christ Jesus has not yet become your Savior, that you'll get out of that Baptist mold and get out of that religious rut and come to Christ while you can. Let's pray together. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, the name above every name, there is, neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved. I pray this morning, Lord, that you would take this simple thought. I pray, God, that you would take this truly biblical exposition of God's Word and make it real to an unregenerate heart. Somebody has heard the Holy Spirit lately and recently call you. Somebody has heard the ministry of the Holy Spirit be ex ex examined and ex 
exalted in your presence. Somebody